The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times. That's right, turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host here, Ryan Gerber. Joined as always with my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are we doing tonight, Joel? Well, I feel about two pounds lighter after finally getting my hair cut. <laughs> I had a bit of a mop going on. Um, but yeah, that was good. But uh, these these games have been crazy. Um, yeah, it, yeah, a little shell shock to be honest. Uh, after the uh, the Habs blew the five three lead, the Leafs pulling the goalie super early and then giving up two goals, fucking Austin Matthews. But uh, other than that, <laughs> doing all right. Um, yeah, what what what's going on with you? I know your Phillies won, right? Philly Phillies huge win. They they, they went down in the in the second or third inning, and, and it was like okay, maybe maybe this is it. But then they came back third inning, six runs in the third. Bryce Harper two huge home runs after. Some scrub player on the Braves called him out. So Harper uh, stared him down after both home, both each of his home runs at second base. That was good. Uh, I hit the over in the Leafs game. I hit the Leafs live, which I, I thought I thought was a loss. It was, it was five three. We were waiting for those games to end to start recording this, and I was like, I was about to message you like, Canes are up five three, Canadians are up five three. You want to start now? But then pulled the goal early. Matthews got got his second. Matthews got his third. They, they tied it before the even final minute of play overtime and then then shootout with uh, Mitch Marner scoring the only goal to go there, which is which is shocking, giving some of the talent there. But, yeah, uh, exhilarating win for Leafs fans. I'm sure if if Talon joins us tomorrow, he'll have a lot to say about that one. Um, yeah, before I get more into these games, make sure you are subscribed to the Hockey Gaming Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. If that's on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a five star rating and review and turn on auto downloads. You get episodes in your feed as soon as you are, they are released. And uh, follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. We're posting some polls, we're posting some highlights there. So get get in, the, in on the action there and get in on the action in the Discord, SG.PN slash Discord. Bunch of guys, you know, throwing out bets, having a good conversation during the game, going back and forth. So, Always a good time in the Discord. It's completely popping off here. It's on the second night of the regular season. Um, yeah, so uh, Canes win 5-3. Leafs win 6-5. Bruins win 3-1 with an empty netter. Uh, Connor Bedard Thank gets... Thank God for that. Yeah, I, I believe I had them puck line. I, I'm assuming you did as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Connor Bedard opens the scoring in that one on a little little wraparound. I think he finished with four or five shots. So that, that uh, DraftKings special of... Bedard and Pasternak each have three shots on goal. I think that cashed on Pasternak's empty netter, possibly. Um, 
Hurricane. He scored the empty netter. Uh, yeah, he, he has two tonight. Well, he had two. Right. I'm assuming it was empty netter. <laughs> the Rocket Richard race is on. Matthews three yeah. passed to one in their first games. Yeah, we got we got McDavid's starting tonight against against uh against your Canucks, right? So it'll be a very high scoring game so far. What what are your uh, main takeaways? Well, I've never seen such sloppy hockey um in my life <laughs> it's it's brutal watching these games uh especially the leafs halves game today that was on the main screen for me uh there was so many giveaways um especially by the leafs defenseman um surprisingly not by Klingberg though he was actually pretty good in this game i know we shot on him all off season but he was one of the better players um but i i think it might have something to do with these big players the main guys not playing as much in the preseason, so it might take them a little longer to get in the groove during the regular season. I don't know. That's just a, a theory that I thought of coming up uh, uh, watching watching this game because yeah, the, the, this uh, it's not good hockey, and it's I never watched the second of preseason, so going from the elite play of the of the Stanley Cup playoffs to this is uh it's it's like switching from the NHL to I don't know the ECHL. It's a pretty steep drop off, um, but yeah, it's it's been fun for sure. But yeah, it's just very sloppy hockey. Goalies are not performing well. Defenders are giving the puck up. Um, yeah, it's just loosey goosey hockey all around. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the home teams keep killing it. Uh, I think only the the Blackhawks beating the Penguins, who looked totally listless <laughs> yesterday. That's that's the only road win so far. So that's something to keep in mind, I guess, um, going forward. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's been fun as fuck, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the, I think that, that, that theory of players not playing as much in preseason definitely goes into it. I think Didn't they shorten the preseason a few years ago? Uh, I, may, I might just be getting confused with the NFL. Cause I know no, they did. They did. They did a few games, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then, like, the NHLers play two games at that, if that, maybe maybe three for some of them. But it's largely, you know, just, just skating, skating in practice, getting your legs back under them. But you can't replicate game speed and there, yeah turnovers all over the ice there in Toronto I I didn't watch most of the, the first half of those games I was watching the Phillies but when I turned it on it was just turnover after turn, turnover the uh Canadians fifth goal I forget who it was, was it Lilligren in front of the net just turned it over and and someone for the Canadians went backhand yeah. top shelf was yeah like, some just... some one of their new young guys that they have hopes for I don't remember his name um yeah yeah you turn it over and then Harvey Pinard passed it to um fuck is his name i don't remember but yeah they, 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 yeah that, that was that was a wild game but that, that's a typical Habs leafs game though so yeah mm-hmm. it just it's just usually not quite this um sloppy yeah it was good good to see some physicality there as well uh reeves and oh uh, yes jack eye is that how you pronounce it yeah arbor jack eye uh Jack-Eye. that was probably the my favorite moment of the game getting town is going off oh reeves drew the penalty and all this <laughs> shit fuck that he Fucking Zach guy knocked Reeves on his ass. Like <laughs> the big tough guy coming in. Uh, Reeves got the the opening two shots in, but uh, Zach guy overpowered him to, um, towards the outer little bout. I don't know even know what the penalty was for, but uh, anyway, instigating, yeah. instigating, I think. Yeah, I guess because Reeves kind of like uh, he didn't quite board the guy, but uh, it was borderline, I guess. Yeah, a few, uh, a few, a few heavy, che- heavy checks on that shift, definitely. Yeah, yeah, but good to see uh, Zach guy standing up for his teammate. The Canadians are. Uh, uh, tough, uh, tight-knit group, I think. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a fun game for sure. But uh, Ryan Reeves going down, that was that was pretty good. He was actually pretty pretty good for the Leafs, though, altogether. All I mean, he you know, he didn't play much uh, towards the end of the game, of course, because the Leafs were uh, trying to win. <laughs> but uh, early on in the game, he, he was uh, 
you know, doing his thing, not not making too many mistakes, and that's all you want from a guy like that. Yeah, and, and I didn't realize how I guess very top heavy the Leafs are because like th- their secondary unit in three on three was Mar or was a uh, Nylander with Cal Yarncrack. Like I mean, it's 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 Matthews and Marner, which which is like fantastic. And then Nylander's good, but like Yarncrack isn't like the second second piece you want there. I'm not sure if maybe Matthew Nyes gets there at some point. I know he had a few chances in overtime before taking that penalty. But but yeah, I was uh, I'm also seeing a lot of penalties in all these games. I think Senators Hurricanes each had like four or five power plays. Leafs and Canadians here each had like four power plays. So we talked about it last night too. They're they're calling calling it tight. Bruins had three power plays. Blackhawks had three power plays. So yeah, take a look at these overs. Take a look at you know maybe some power play point props because the goals are going in and and you said it. The goalies are not playing well and there's sloppy hockey all over the ice. Yeah, that's right. Um... Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, to be honest, though, a lot of these penalties are, are pretty fair uh, because players are just uh, late to the puck and whatever. And so these like sloppy little tripping calls, whatever. But still, the refs are, are on it. They're not going to let the players get away with a lot uh, early on in the season. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, all right, let's get into a little bit of news here. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres locked up defenseman Owen Power to a seven-year contract extension with an $8.35 million. AAV um that'll kick in what next year he's 20 years old so they have him locked up through 31 they have uh, Samuelson through 30 Darlene through 32 Tage Thompson through 30 Dylan Cousin through 2030 like it seems like the, the Sabres you know they went from having Jack Eichel and building around one guy to now they have a core four or five guys that are, are young they're all locked up they're going to grow together so it seems like there's probably some and like Devin Levi and that I, I know we're not Big on him for the Calder Trophy just because a goalie probably won't win it. But he, he's 21, and you know once these guys are fully in their prime, like Thompson, Cousins, Darlene, and Power, like Levi will be 23, 24. He'll probably be in his prime as well. So I mean, there has to be a lot, a lot of hope in uh in Buffalo. Absolutely, I like that they're they're, they're getting this done early. Um, they're, they're not quite buying low, but they they are in a sense that uh, he could be. You know, this this could be another leap for him this year, and then he'll cost a lot more in the next year. So getting it done this early, I think, is a good move. They're they're banking on his talent that he's he's already proven to be a top pairing defenseman. He's only he's only got room to grow upwards. So yeah, I, I like this move by the by the Sabers there. Um, but uh, yeah, that, I didn't really say much about the Darlene deal. Was it two days ago? But that that's also kind of a that that's a bit of a riskier signing, I think, because he. He hasn't exactly been consistently good. I know he's been he's been he was great last year, but uh, the previous few years he wasn't quite um, what he was built to be. Uh, what was he number one overall pick? Right, I think he was. I believe um, so. Yeah. And but uh, yeah, they, they I think they spent maybe a little too much on him, given the fact that it's just a a one year sample size. But I can't criticize them too much for banking on their guys. Uh, just just get it done, get the business done, and, and just uh, and just trust in what you built already and what you what you drafted. And uh, that the team that performed last year, I think, is 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 only got room to grow upwards. So yeah, that that's uh, that's a uh, two good moves by the Sabres. But I, I like the Owen Power one uh, more than the Dali one in the end. Yeah, Darlene getting 11 million, Power getting 8.3 million. It feels like Power was was just drafted too. We drafted what a year or two ago. And another good thing about locking up now is like the cap is supposed to go up next year and it's supposed to keep going up. So like that'll be 
less of a cap percent hit when, you know, if you waited till next offseason and there was news that the cap was going up, you know, the players might want to ask for a little bit more because they know they have more money to spend. So so good on good on those, the Sabres here. Good on uh, Kevin Adams. I didn't even know who the Sabres GM was really. So I'd look it up. I think this is really <laughs> his, his first GM job. So he's doing well there. He, he took over in 2020. And, and since then, you know, he traded Michael, got, got a good return for him with Tuck and, and Krebs and everything. And now he's locking up these young guys. So, you know, uh, turning a new leaf up there in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm not I'm not expert in terms of GM names either. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's certainly better than the last guy, whoever that was, whose, whose name I also don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I think I'll on that. Or you want to move on to uh, Thursday's games? Well, let's get it going. All right. Uh, before that, make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win $10,000 each. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog, Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And, of course, make sure you check out Manscaped. Manscaped has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil and trouble. Manscaped is all-new Handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code SGP for 20% off plus free shipping. For wet or dry use, you can bring it anywhere. Compact design and airplane friendliness make it perfect travel tool for on the go. And for my wolf man out there with a little more scruff, Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit has everything you need to tame your mane. So get 20% off and free shipping with code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code SGP. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. All right, Joel, you ready to get into this? Uh, we got seven-game slate for Thursday, October 12th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off here with an absolute doozy here. Detroit Red Wings at the New Jersey Devils. Game itself is in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, Devils, huge home favorites. Minus 265 on the money line, minus 115 on the puck line. Red Wings are plus 215, uh, plus one and a half for the Red Wings is minus 105. Over under is set at six and a half, which seems to be the standard now, both paying off uh, minus 110. Uh, what, do, what do you got for this one? Kick us off. Well, we already spoke about the, the home teams performing pretty well or better than the away team so far, at least. Um, uh, but for this one, it's, it's uh, I don't know, the line is, is, is juiced too high, I think, for the for the Devils here, I, I only have them at minus 218, so I definitely lean to the Red Wings in terms of their team ratings. But, of course, there is a little bit of a boost you get for, um, you know, the home opener and whatnot. So it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's either you, you can't lay the minus 265, I'll tell you that much. If you want to play the Devils, play them in the blowout. Uh, over three and a half team total, I think, would be a good bet because I do like the over in this one. Um We've, we've, we've mentioned it, all the penalties and whatnot, the sloppy hockey, the turnovers, and the Devils are a team, you know, if, if they perform, you know, 80% of what, what they can be, uh, even after the, uh, you know, uh, even after their rust, after coming off the offseason, whatever, but I think that they can still be good enough. They have a tons of talent to score some goals, so I like that, and 
yeah, it's, I, I guess it's going to be Akira Schmidt starting in net. So, uh, yeah, yeah, still a young guy coming into a, a game here. I think I like the over best of all in this one, over six and a half here. Uh, Red Wings can score. They were one of the more, they're one of the better over teams last year as well. Just, just not good defensively, but uh, they do attack on the um, other side of the puck. So, yeah, over six and a half here would be my look in this one. Uh, but I kind of lean to the Red Wings just because the number is, is pretty high there, plus 215. Um, it's, it's just a little bit too too high for the Devils here. Yeah, I think I agree with most of that. I think the over six and a half is probably the best bet here or or the team total. Like you said, uh, you can get over six and a half at plus money or even money at other books. Uh, FanDuel there if you want to get that one. Uh, I did bet the Devils on the puck line for uh, I think I got at about even money as well. It, it's the home opener. I mean, you, you can't put too much stock into what happened last year between these two teams. But the Devils beat them six, six, two and five, one uh, in, their, in their most two recent re- Recent meetings, uh, but yeah, we'll also takeaways from from last night and tonight. It's like you can't just be like, oh, the Blackhawks suck, the Canadians suck. They're they're clearly going to lose to these much better teams because these these teams are starting a new season. They want to want to get off on the right foot, just like the just like the top teams do. And you know, the Red Wings have Larkin back back. They got Debrinkat now. They have those have those uh, offseason signings that are coming in. So yeah, I think if you want to play this game straight up, the Red Wings plus two fifteen. Is the value side? I could not lay minus 265 on the Devils, but if you can get the get the puck line around even money, I think that that that's a worthy bet. I think the, the Devils have enough to eventually pull away, much like the Hurricanes did tonight against the Senators. But I do think the the overall best bet for this game would be the over six and a half. I said the Devils team total, but actually looking at the prices now, you know, on DraftKings over three and a half minus 170. I'm less interested in that. Uh, I'd rather do the the Red Wings team total over two and a half at even money. That that'd be uh, that'd be the better play than the the Devils team total. That, that is enticing. Yeah, that that might be a good look there. Yes, sometimes in these high scoring games, it is better to just get the underdog team total at a lower number, and you know it should be a high scoring game like we've been talking about. Yeah, I bet the Habs team total today. I wish I fucking laddered it though <laughs> over four and a half. Yeah. Um, all right, moving down to the seven o'clock slot again. We have the Philadelphia Flyers at the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, game itself is in Columbus. Blue Jackets are minus one thirty. Flyers are plus one ten. Over under is at six and a half. Over slightly favored at minus one fifteen. Under is at minus one hundred five. I'll, I'll take this one here. Uh, I, I'm on my fly, guys. I, I'm drinking a little bit of the orange Kool Aid here. I know, know it's the home team, everything. The Blue Jackets, you know, want to have, have a good start after. You know, the whole thing with Babcock in the offseason, Patrick Laine has had some good quotes, you know, Goudreau coming in for another, another season, Fantilli going to be there in, in his rookie year. But I, I think Tortorella has the Flyers well conditioned at this point. I think they're going to they look good in preseason. I know just preseason against other teams being in C lineups, but Flyers play, play the Blue Jackets stuff. I mean, last year, all, all three of their games went over or all four of their games went over. So I am also on the over in this one over six and a half. Yeah, I think I think there's value on the Flyers. It's just that plus money. Both of these teams are pretty bad. So if I ha- if I have to lean one way, it'll be in, be to my fly guys there at plus one ten. But I, I do think the over six and a half is is the best bet once again for this one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Most of these games, I think you can only look at the overs this early on based on what we've seen, and it's no different in this one. Um, you know, Carter Hart has had has had a, a pretty good year last year, but uh, coming into uh, you know, a new season, you know, first game and all that, you can't count on the same kind of guy to just show up and do his thing. Uh, just look at UC Soros 
last night. Not not exactly ideal performance by him. Um, not really by any goalie so far. Aiden Hill is probably the best goalie so far. Yeah. <laughs> he was outstanding against the Kraken. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like the over here. My line is minus one to wait for the game for the Blue Jackets favorite. So a little bit of value there on the fly guys. But of course, there's that, uh, you know, the opening night shit. Um, so, yeah, I think just the over six and a half would be the bet in this one. Blue Jackets just, uh, you know, they brought in a couple of defenders in, but uh, I don't expect them to just uh, suddenly transition to this defensive team. They were one of the worst uh, teams in their own end last year. So, yeah, I, I think the over is the best one in this game as well. All right. Uh, apparently, that, that Red Wings Devils game is at 730, not, not at seven here, as DraftKings says. Not, not a big deal, but just want to point that out. Uh, going down here to another seven o'clock game, we have the New York Rangers at the Buffalo Sabres. Game itself is in Buffalo. Sabres are plus 105. Rangers are minus 125. And we got another six and a half total, both paying off minus 110 over and under. Uh, what do you got for this one? Well, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but uh, once again, the best look is the over six and a half, but I, I like this one more than the other two, actually. Just really? uh, yeah, just uh, you know, we know the Sabres, we know the Sabres, how they play. I think the Rangers have a ton of offensive talent, and of course, same kind of logic I applied to Carter Hart applies to Igor Shosturkin as well. An elite goalie coming in, but uh, it's his first game, he's not going to be in midseason form, so that that's kind of negated. And uh, so once again, I, I like the over here. Rangers power play is is elite. Sabres power play is pretty good too. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, with with this many penalties we've been seeing, we we could see a lot of power play goals in this one too. Um, my line for the game is the Rangers minus 108. So yeah, it's it's uh, not not too much there. So I don't really have any sides so far, but uh, I do like these overs in these games. I mean, um, I'm sure it's. Might be Devon Levi getting his his first start too. So first start of the season um, could be a little, you know, little shook and the big bright lights. But uh, yeah, just the over is, is uh, the way I'm looking at this one too. I, I'm actually on the under here, a rare rare early season under under six and a half. Uh, I think both of these teams, you know, Shostakovich has, has good goal, a great goalie. I think Buffalo has has strong defense now with 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 Dialing and Power. Those guys we talked about. I think both both of these teams are gonna. They're also good good offensively. They are, but I mean, last year uh, all all three meetings went under. Granted, they were all later in the season, so it wasn't any early season sloppy play. So maybe maybe don't read too much into that, but. The Rangers were an under team. I, I didn't see enough from them in the offseason to think they're going to be able to put up a ton of goals. I think, if anything, Buffalo might might put up four or five on the Rangers, and the Rangers are going to come out slow. But, yeah, I bet the under here. Um, I, I just think this might be one of the rare unders we see early on. And then first side, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. There's really no heavy lean either way. If I had to play it. It would be the Sabres, just in home opener underdog, you know, get, get plus 105, get plus money. And, you know, ho- hopefully that that c- comes out for you. But maybe this is this is a spot where you want to just take the Sabres team total over two and a half, over three and a half. If you if you like Buffalo. But, yeah, I, I think I, I'm leading the under this way. But, yeah, no real too strong feeling on the side. Yeah, when I say I didn't uh, really like one side or the other, we're dealing with the plus 105 here. I actually bet the Sabres. But a plus 120, which you can still find other books. So that that's my team that I backed here is the Sabres. You know, the, the, the home opener stuff and the fact that my line is only minus 108 for the Rangers. So I thought the plus 120 is a good bet. So if you could find something like that, uh, that, that, that'd that be my play. But, um, yeah, we're just dealing with this this one line here. But yeah. 
Yeah, like uh, I would look Sabres or nothing. Like I would need, uh, I don't know. I'm seeing plus need... 110 as, as the best thing right now on legal books at MGM. Maybe a small play on that, but um, yeah, it's it's never Rangers. It's either Sabres or bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, going down to the 8 o'clock slot here. We got the Florida Panthers at the Minnesota Wild. Game itself is in Minnesota. Uh, Wild are minus 125. Panthers are plus 105. Over under 6.5. Over at minus 115. Under is minus 105. Uh, I mean, if you listen to our Minnesota team preview, you know we're we're pretty low on them this season. But we're, we're I mean we're not too high on the Panthers either. Um, but but for me in this one, I got the Panthers at plus 112. That is still available at Canby Books. I, I think I'd probably still take plus 105. I think Florida is the better team. You don't obviously have to factor in that home ice advantage, especially early on in the season and then the home opener. But, you know, once again, this is probably another over game. I think Florida is going to be, you know, high flying action. They, they have a great, great offense. Their injuries are, you know, their defensemen, their offensive defensemen, but that'll open up them to, to more turnovers and more mistakes, which will allow Minnesota to score. And it'll probably be another back and forth game like we saw in Carolina and in Toronto. So I like the Panthers here as a road underdogs, which has always been tough for, for the Panthers over the past three past few years here but yeah i like the panthers and, and i might might end up at adding the over here over six and a half uh minus 115 it's funny that you say i was down on the wild in the in the off season i wasn't really down on them it's just because i kept shitting on them for being the minnesota wild that it seemed like <laughs> i was down on them but no i'm pretty neutral on the wild um but for this one i am down on the panthers especially when they're Missing Montour and Ekblad, so their defensive uh, pairings are, are a bit thin, to say the least. And um, coming off that, uh, you know, bruising, crushing playoff run, I don't think this team's going to be uh, 100% exactly. Um, but I still lean the Panthers away. It is it is a more talented team. Uh, my line is only minus 108 for the Wild. Um, but I, yeah, if anything, though, I like a sneaky under here. I know that, that's kind of correlated with the wild, but still, I, I just don't see a ton of goals in this one just because uh, the wild can't score. They, they they depend on Kaprizov when he's not scoring. It's only Ryan Reeves who's yeah, scoring. Yeah, Ryan Reeves is gone. Now. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. That's right. So they can't get that supplementary scoring. Um, so, yeah, it's, I lean to the under here. I didn't really bet this one, but uh, I would lean to the Panthers if you can find a decent number on them. That's the way I look. I think that they are the better team still. Um, now you mentioned their road record isn't exactly great the last couple of years. So it, it's not a, not a strong play one way or the other, but uh, small lean to the under small lean to the Panthers. Yeah. I thought they picked it up a bit last year, but last year on the road, they were 19 and 19 and three. So, so maybe not, let me, let me just check Minnesota at home last year was 25, 12 and four. So yeah, may, maybe just stay away from that game entirely. Um, but you shouldn't stay away from Hall of Fame bets. Uh, win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every bet with historical stats and data. You can enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. 
Um, all right, we got another game here at eight o'clock. We have the St. Louis Blues at the Dallas Stars. Game itself is down there in Dallas. Stars are minus two oh five. Stars in the puck line are plus one fifteen. Blues are plus one seventy. Blues plus one and a half is minus one thirty-five. Over under six and a half. Over minus one oh five. Under minus one fifteen. How are you betting this one? Well, the line is is uh, pretty steep here for the stars. The market is kind of caught up to uh you know, how we think the blues are going to be, which is very bad. Uh, but my line is still minus two away for the stars. So factoring in the home stuff, home ice stuff uh, uh, with, with the home opener stuff. I mean, the, the home ice is already factored into my line, but the, uh, given the fact that it is their home opener, I think that that gives it another boost. So I, yeah, I'm, it's, it's stars. It stars here all the way, minus 205. You can lay that, or you can go with the minus one and a half here, plus 110, plus 115, something like that. I think that the stars uh, come out hot here after uh, a tough access from the playoffs, and the, and the Blues just, uh, they're weak on both ends of the ice, especially defensively. They still haven't fixed that in an older group there, which will decline later in the season, but even even early on, I don't think that there's enough talent there to keep them up float, afloat. Um, yeah, there's just not a ton of puck movers. Like, Justin Falk is probably their best puck mover, and, and he's not exactly what he used to be, especially when he was with the Canes. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it stars here. Lean to the under, I guess. I just don't see the Blues scoring too much, but uh, you can't exactly trust Bennington, is it? Bennington, or is it going to be Hofer, maybe? Um, yeah, I would assume Bennington. I, I think he has the quote-unquote respect from, from Chief there. Yeah. Yeah, he, I think that Hofer might take the job eventually, though, especially if Bennington keeps playing the way he has the last few years. But we'll see. Uh, either way, though, um, no real strong feel on the total, but uh, it, it's it's definitely going to the playing the stars in um, the puck line or the money line. Yeah, th- those were my two initial takes when I, when I looked at the game earlier. It's the stars, it's the under, but it's a matter of can you trust the stars at minus 205? Can you trust the stars to score and, and the blues to stop the puck to take the under? So what I, I ultimately ended up using the stars as a, as a parlay piece and a, and a two-leg parlay with a team that we'll get to in a little bit. I, I just don't think the Blues can go on the road down to Dallas. Who I think Dallas could end up being surprisingly one of the best teams in the West up there with Edmonton possibly you know winning the Central over Colorado, depending how things go with the Avs, depending how the, how the stars gel together. So yeah, I, I like the stars. You know, puck line at, at plus one fifteen might might be enticing if if you want to just go that. And not lay the juice, but yeah, I I did, I did the stars parlayed with uh, with Vegas, who we'll get to that. It's the latest game on the slate. I I just can't see the stars losing their home opener. I could see it being you know a, a three two type of game though, so I I don't necessarily want to have to um, rely on the puck line there. It wouldn't be that surprising to see the stars in the mix. I mean they're third or fourth in the odds to win the Western Conference, so they're they're right among their. Uh, round tied with Vegas and then just behind the Avs and the Oilers. So yeah, stars definitely um, a contender, but um, I just feel, I feel like they, they like fly under the radar. Like they don't get the same respect that, that Colorado and Edmonton and you know, yeah, those of, teams do in terms of public perception for sure. But uh, in terms of the betting, I think that they, they're, they're up there. Yeah. Um, all right. One more eight o'clock game here between two teams that we've seen play already. We got the uh, Seattle Kraken. At the Nashville Predators, good old-fashioned pick them down there in Nashville. Both teams at minus 110. Over-under at six, over-paying off minus 120. Under is at plus 100. 
Um, yeah, I'm not too sure what to make of these two teams. I did not watch too much of this of the Seattle game. I was I was on a little bit too late for me last night. But from what I saw from Nashville after they got their feet under them in, in the second and third periods, that they looked decent. You know, they 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 pushed the bolts pretty good. Um, they might be able to do the same thing to the Kraken here. Uh, you know, it, it's tough though because early on in the season you have these these home openers, and now it's a team that already played once and is coming back home and has their legs under them. So like. If this was like next week and both teams had a few games already, I'd probably take the Kraken on the road. But if I had to pick a side, I, I think I'm going with the Predators at minus 110. I think they're cleaning up a little bit at home, you know, be able to, you know, minimize the mistakes, get more than two shots on goal in the first period. Soros could hopefully look better for them. Um, Seattle doesn't have anyone nearly as talented as, as Kucherov and Point and Stamkos and the rest of Tampa Bay's power play. So, yeah, I think the Nashville Predators at minus 110 here. Uh, over under at six, maybe lean to the under. I know, I know Seattle only scored once against Vegas. That was a four-one game. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you think about that? I, I'm assuming you watched most of that Seattle Vegas game last night. I did. Yes. Um, uh, the Kraken. Well, it's kind of the opposite of what the Predators did, right? They they didn't show up in the first period, and then they they came to play for the rest of the game. But it was the opposite for the Kraken. They they were the better team through uh, much of the first period, but then a couple unlucky goals and lucky bounces for the Knights, and all of a sudden the uh, the Kraken were just um, they they gave up. I guess I don't know. They 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 lost their spirits and just uh, didn't fight back at all. So I, I didn't like that, but at least the Predators uh, showed they could fight back. But yeah, as for my number, uh, it's a minus one ten either way. I have it exactly <laughs> online, uh, even money. So once you add the vig, that's where you get the minus one ten. Uh, 50-50 game here, so uh, literally it's it's a it's a little pick'em. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think I agree with you in terms of the under. I think that Saros have a better game. Grubauer, he wasn't great, but a, a couple of the goals were kind of unlucky. Um, I did see the own goal where, where Marshall so like like not an own goal, but Marshall so like poked the puck. I think, yeah, I think that was the second one early on. Yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, you know he wasn't terrible, but. I think the goalies will be all right, and I don't think either team are lethal offensively. But um, we mentioned Andrew Burnett and all that, and like his style of play. Of course, I didn't see that game with the Lightning, so I can't uh, speak to it. But it was a high-scoring game. But that's what you expect when it's uh, the Lightning pushing it, knowing that they have Jonas Johansson behind them. So we can't read too much into that data point. Uh, so yeah, this was probably my least confident. Uh, game here uh if you could find plus money on either team that that's the way i would look otherwise i i'm staying away from this one entirely yeah there is, there is a yeah it's, it's minus 110 across the board but there is a under six and a half at minus 120 at a bet mgm at fanduel it's minus 140 so under six and a half minus 120 might be worth a play if you can still find that when when you listen to this i, I think it's pro- probably a low scoring game uh, all right, and the final game on the docket, uh, 10.30. Uh, late game here out in San Jose. You got the Vegas Golden Knights at the San Jose Sharks at the Shark Tank. Sharks are plus 200. Golden Knights are minus 245. Golden Knights puck line is plus 100. Sharks on the puck line is minus 120. Overrunners at 6.5, overpaying off minus 105. Sharks are the under is minus 115. All right, close us out here. Well, the Sharks are my lowest-rated team here, but... Um... I still only get to minus 223 for the Knights. It's uh, it's just um, uh, you know, one more thing I should add is that early on, like these these um, 
these these lines are depressed because we don't exactly know uh, a lot about these teams so far. So that's why they they don't uh, go crazy high. But that 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 correlates with my rankings too because I don't know what what's going on with these teams. So you can't exactly power rate a team to the moon before you've seen them play. Uh, a bunch of games same thing um, conversely for how a bad a, t- a team might be so you can like lower their rating way down the same thing goes on in the market like we haven't seen i guess the black or the, the bruins were minus 300 today but that was the only one you'll see a lot more minus 300s minus 400s uh month from now um so yeah that's just uh something to pay and something to keep in mind here but yeah for this game um i think i think the under six and a half years of play i mean the sharks don't have any kind of offensive power. They, they, they depended totally on Carlson and uh, what he did on the power play, what he did five on five to, uh, to get their goals. Uh, and then they also don't have to deal with his defensive errors on the other side of the ice. So I think the under six and a half here is good. Aiden Hill, like I said, impressed me immensely. So if he's playing this game, I think that that is uh, a boon to the under. Um, no idea about the Sharks goaltending, but who cares? They're going to let a few goals in, but uh, as long as they don't let in four or five, I think the Sonder has a good chance of hitting. Um, yeah, that, that'd be my strongest play for this one. It's a, maybe a, just a small lean of the Sharks. Like uh, the Knights came in hot. Like they, they had their ring ceremony and all that. Could be a tiny bit of a letdown, but uh, I don't know if I could back the Sharks. Uh, I mean, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of talking myself into it. We'll see where the line goes. I, th- I think that the the Sharks might get a better number later on on Thursday. But uh, yeah, if it gets like to plus two twenty five, plus two thirty, I might be back in the Sharks here. Uh, but I think the stronger play as of this point at seven forty five Pacific, it's the under six and a half. Yeah, weren't the Sharks a team last year that screwed you a bunch towards the end of the season, or was that someone else? No, no, it was absolutely the Sharks. Okay, <laughs> just making sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I said it before when we were discussing the Stars. I have a Stars-Golden Knights parlay for, for plus 110. I think, you know, they're, they're two of the top teams in the West. Yeah, it, this is definitely a letdown spot for the Golden Knights if there ever is one. But the Sharks don't have anyone that can score. Hurdle, Couture, that's it. They don't have anyone on defense. Uh, they have Kakanen starting. It's going to be Logan Thompson for the Knights. So, yeah, the under six and a half might be the best look. We, we saw the Golden Knights, you know, come out, scored four goals. I'm assuming one of them is an empty netter possibly or, or late in the game. One of them was a semi-own goal but by the by the Kraken. So they're not going to necessarily, you know, run up to score unless the Sharks are just, just that horrible. So, yeah, I think I would lean to the under six and a half with you. But I do I do think it's worth just probably paying playing the Golden Knights as a parlay piece or, or just taking them on the puck line for for even money the, the, the sharks are just so bad and i don't know if they have enough to even care to get up for the home opener yeah we said the same thing about the blackhawks and then they are they're uh they dominated the penguins yeah, and then the, they... the, the, the penguins are, are are not vegas all right all right we'll see we'll see maybe i might talk myself on the sharks right now <laughs> god forbid um all right, that's the uh, seven-game slate for Thursday. I think we b- both agreed on a few overs over in the uh, Red Wings-Devils game, over in the Flyers-Blue Jackets. Um, I think that was the only real overs we, we, we hammered there because after that it, it, we were split on the Rangers Sabres and other ones. Some potential unders. Um, do you have any have any best bets or anything you, you would advise people if, if they're looking for just – if they're coming to the Discord, oh, what, what's the best bet locked for tonight? What, what do you got? Well, that's what I was gonna say just now. Um, let's let's make uh let's track this shit. Just make one best bet, one unit, whatever bet on the board you like the best, 
and uh, we'll, we'll track this just like we do in the uh, the three man show. All so, right. uh, hmm, let me see my best one here. I might go with the Rangers Sabers over six and a half minus one ten. Interesting. All right, I'm I'm going with the the Devils puck line at, at plus. Uh, it's minus one fifteen on DraftKings. Let me let me see if that's still. Let me see if I can still use find. DraftKings. That's what I'm using. All right. Um. It's only fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Devils puck line minus one fifteen. So, what did you say yours? Well, yours is the the Rangers Sabers over six and a half minus one ten. Yeah. I have the Devils minus one and a half minus one fifteen, both for one unit, and we'll track these for for our two man shows. Love it. Maybe we'll come up with, with, with a better system where we can like put multiple units because I I, I, I I'm no, let's sure. just keep it. No, simple. but I'm, I'm pretty sure with me like you don't like later in the season. Like it's not like oh I'm gonna you're you're not betting more on that bet in real life than you're betting on other bets. It's just the one you're giving out on the show. But yeah, it, yeah. So that's why it's just one unit. Okay, yeah, that's fair. All right, yeah, oh, that makes sense. That, that works for me there. Um, all right, anything else here before we close it out? It looks like, like we already got some scoring in these late games. Oh yeah, fucking Canucks kill me with this. Well, those are the better teams at the first ten minutes, but the, the Canucks got a couple of nice goals, and then the, the Canucks have better teams since. I mean, I'm watching it out of the corner of my eye the whole episode here, but uh, that, that's what it seems to me. It's just like, oh, like that's been the theme of these uh, two days too. Is like a, a team goes behind, they just like give up. Um, anyway, uh, go Canucks, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I actually got got a live bet in on the Oilers plus one and a half at, at, at plus one ten. So I'm assuming they're going to score. And, and the Canucks, I mean, it, it, they do have Rick talking now, so maybe they won't blow as many many leads early in the season. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I think the Avs went up two nothing though. I saw the, the app went uh, off the oh, board. Uh, they're on they're on, on they're, they're on a power play. Yeah, it's just went up. Went back up the odds. Yeah. Um, all right, make sure you're subscribed to the Hockey Gambling Podcast with a five-star rating review, auto-downloads, uh, get in the Discord, sg.pn Discord. Follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. We'll be back uh, probably later, a little bit later on Thursday, possibly with, with Talon back, depending on how his uh, his little move is going. So we, we will uh, see you then. Uh, I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertslp. I'm Joel Meyer, and you can find me... Um... Um, I'm hoping the Canucks lose. <laughs> All right. I'll see ya.